Hello, everybody. Welcome to 321 No Kidding. Bobby the Awesome here. And today I am joined with Roberta Grimes. Hello, Roberta. I'm delighted to see you. You look wonderful. Well, thank you. You too. I'm excited to have you on. Um, I guess I'll I'll share with the listeners the little story of how we met and how this almost didn't happen. Um, you know, we were in a in a mutual function and we weren't sure we were going to have a connection. And and then we circled back to each other and here we are. Um, and honestly, I really want to tap into your wisdom today. Um, you have a lot of expertise in many areas, but the one I'd like to share with my listeners today um, comes from a very personal reason. Um, you know things about Jesus and Christianity and that was something, God, those words, I wouldn't even say out loud out of my mouth for 20 plus years. Um, and I just had all these ideas in my head. But now through my recovery journey, I've gotten a little more open-minded. I've actually stepped into churches on purpose, um, not just for weddings and funerals. Um, so I'm hoping my takeaway for today is that maybe one of the listeners or many of the listeners can get more educated and have more information to make better decisions about what their choices are. Cause I believe that there's lots of recovery methods. So that's my intention, but why don't you share a little about yourself, especially because you're so interesting and you have all those hats. I would love for the audience to get to know you a little. Well, thank you so much for asking that broad question. Um, where do we begin? I was a good little Christian child and uh then one day when i one night when i was 8 years old i had an experience of light and i woke up in the middle of the night and, and i knew there was no god which is a big shock for a little christian child and then there was a bright flash of light in the room and a voice said you wouldn't know what it is to have me unless you knew what it is to be without me i will never leave you again which i thought was great that so if you forget there's a god they remind you and i went back to sleep but I spent my whole life trying to find out what, their, what that voice was and where it came from. So that's why I did all this research. I, I researched the afterlife and discovered there really is one. And I spent my whole life reading the Bible over and over. And that's where I discovered who, what Jesus really came from, which had nothing to do with founding a new religion. He came instead to abolish religions and teach us to relate to God individually. And I discovered there really is a God too. And that's, that's really why I became the person I am now. And um, so I can, I can answer a lot of questions that otherwise I would never have been able to answer now. Wow. So I have not read the Bible um, because I can't comprehend it. Like I've tried a couple of times and I just don't, it's kind of like, you can get Shakespeare or not Shakespeare. That's kind of how I feel about it. Um, No wonder, right. So you just said something um, very interesting that he wasn't here to to teach religion or to start religion. Do you want to maybe take us through the story as you know it, if it's not too broad? Like, because you just unpacked a lot of things there. We invented religions because we had no way to cope with being primitive people with all of this stuff going on that we couldn't understand. So we invented religions. Human beings, when we were primitive beings, invented religions. And it was time 
eventually for us to get beyond that and begin to comprehend God. And Jesus came to teach us how to do that 2,000 years ago. Instead, we just used Jesus and basically took the name, threw away everything he taught us, or rather we enclosed it, and yet it one more religion. That's a shorthand way to describe what we did. We invented another religion. So many things are based off of this, though. Christmas and Easter just popped into my head. Oh, my- sorry to say. That's all human made. Nothing to do with Jesus. Wow. So what it, what was Jesus saying 2,000 years ago? And how did you get through the the inaccurate information to get to the truth. What did that look like? It's it's all in the Bible. It's just that people don't stop and read the Bible. Jesus, it's still enclosed in the Gospels. If people would just read what Jesus said, they don't do that. Instead, they follow Paul, who is part of the Bible, but the Apostle Paul's letters are part of the New Testament. But we, we we don't read the Jesus part with comprehension. I recently heard, oh, I think it's a book I'm listening to, Conversations with God. And it, I think that's where I got it from. Maybe I shouldn't quote that, but the concept of the New Testament wasn't even people who experienced Jesus. It was stories passed down. Yes. Okay. So that's true. (laughs) So being a Christian born person or, or in your family, that was the way you were raised. What is your, what does your spiritual life look like right now? I just follow Jesus and nothing else. We, we started a new website called teachingsbyjesus.com where we just give people what Jesus said and nothing else. Is it the only thing you need to follow? Is it because of interpretation, like how I struggled to read the Bible. Is it because of interpretation, like so many leaders, whether it's priests or I don't know all their names, take the stories and then kind of massage them and turn it into the message they want? Is that how it got lost? Oh, sure. Yeah. What what happened really was that Jesus started a movement that was very healthy for 300 years. And then in the year 325 A.D., the Roman Emperor Constantine started destroyed Jesus's movement, basically killed most of its followers, and started his own religion. And that's the the Christian religion that people follow to this day. It's now got two billion followers all over the world, but it's fear based. Jesus's religion, his well, his original non religion, his spiritual movement was love based. Imagine the difference that makes. Well, that's where I'm landing, Roberta. That's that's where recovery got me. Um, I shared with you very briefly, and and this has been my experience. It seems like people who are, um, and I, I'm not trying to make broad statements, but my experience has been that churchgoers that are, are adamant about their religion preach at me yes. to do what they want me to do. Yes. Um, One of the things, for example, that when you said love versus hate, um, I'll take homosexuality, right? Like I've never, I've never had a problem with that, 
um, I hear about this one verse in the Bible and I have a friend who's a priest and I love, he actually helped me reconcile this a little, um, to, to kind of help people understand, but how can religion and God who loves us and forgives us for everything, how could there even be this much judgment about a topic like homosexuality? Like I never got, that didn't feel good to me. I, it, it doesn't feel good to you. Jesus tells us right in the Bible that God judges no one. So all these judgmental Christians are not following God, never mind following Jesus. They're all wrong. Christianity is wrong. They don't follow the Bible even. Okay. Uh, That helps me because I thought I was like a little bit on an island where You're right. they're wrong. Oh, all right. I like being right. That, that works. <laughs> it's fun to be right, isn't it? <laughs> right. Well, it's right. just, it just seems so contradictory. One, one weekend I went to church and I loved it because pastor buddy said he used the example. He pastor says, buddy. I love it. <laughs> yeah. He, he was he great storyteller, right? Like the, the two that I listened to will be him and Joel and it's, because their stories, I can relate to life and addiction. And they usually talk about addiction and stuff. So, um, but he says, it doesn't make you a good Christian to come to church on Sunday and spend an hour with me and then go out in the parking lot and flip somebody off because they cut you off. Like, right. And, and yes, it's all about love. Jesus came to teach love and nothing but love. And these people are not loving people because they are traditional Christians and they follow the Roman Emperor Constantine. Who yeah. taught fear and hatred and anger? Everything wrong, and they don't know what they don't know if they haven't right. been inquisitive. It's it's generational. Mm. No, he so, took only the name Jesus. Nothing about Jesus's teachings. That's what's wrong about it. Okay, so forgive my ignorance, but of course, but. <laughs> I really am not an expert on this topic. So this is just curiosity questions. So there's God and there's Jesus and the way people talk about it. Um, and I'm thinking Catholic right now, probably, you know, the, the Trinity is that what they call it? The Trinity thing, the, the father, the son, the Holy spirit. So is, is God really Jesus's father? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, he, Jesus was born from out of the Godhead, yes. And Jesus did indeed, in fact, rise from the dead. Yes, all of that is true. Okay. I mean, it okay. went wrong 300 years later when Constantine took it, took the movement over. It okay. started out right. But but it, it it was taken over by the Roman Emperor Constantine. It was hijacked. Jesus's spiritual movement based in love was hijacked 300 years later. These people, all these 2 billion plus Christians are actually following the Roman Emperor Constantine. They just don't know that. So how, how would you be an expert on Jesus's teachings as they were meant to be taught? How would that help a person who's struggling with addiction or, or life? When you get high on Jesus, you don't want anything else. You don't need anything else. Can you explain that deeper or 
Like, what does yeah, that entail? Because, because love is really all you need. I mean, when I, I'm a child of the sixties and we, that we used to say that. I mean, if you watch the movie Love Revolution, you get a sense of it. Love Revolution. Okay. I mean, that's a, it's a hot movie right now. It's in theaters. Oh, okay. I, I'm very out of the element when it comes to things like outside of this computer, it seems. Um, <laughs> I know. Or, I know. Or, Jesus is having a moment right now and, and, and he is inspiring a lot of minds. The movie Revol- Revolution, the TV series The Chosen, that he's all, all he's even inspiring unknowing Christians to spend a billion dollars um, on this ad campaign called He Gets Us. I mean, it's a little strange the ad campaign, but he's doing it. Can you elaborate, please? Yeah, it, it, it's it's not like a black and white ad campaign. It was it was on. Uh, um, that I'm, I'm not a f- football person, but apparently it's on billboards and in football, um, the, 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 the big football series, whatever it is. Um, uh, it was, it was played during the, the football campaign, whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, but showing, showing that, that he gets regular people. I mean, okay. there were there were revivals at colleges uh, this spring. Jesus really does get ordinary people. He's reaching out again to ordinary people. But how does that different? Like the word revival, I've heard it in other church contexts. How is it different? What's what's happening now? That's it's about different. love. Jesus is all about love and how people need to love other people. If if people are interested in learning more about Jesus and how he's different from Christianity, um, just go to teachingsbyjesus.com and learn more about it. Because there we're all about only the teachings of Jesus and not as modified by anything else. You can also see more about what Jesus actually looked like. He he was not Caucasian, (laughs) not at all when he was on earth. Really shocked me to first see that too. I have to say, I have met with Jesus in the astral plane, and he does not look like you know you and me at all. Can you describe? So I I've been trying to talk to a lot of experts and understand a little bit more about uh, things that are beyond just what we see and and feel here on Earth. So when you say astral plane, can you explain that for the astral plane? Okay, um, the easiest way, and this is this comes from my, my very extensive 50 years of studying death in the afterlife. Um, the easiest way to explain what happens when you die is to, to envision the fact that in the room around you are hundreds and hundreds of TV channels, right? But, and in order to pick them up, you just need a TV. So imagine your mind is that TV. Right now, it's tuned to this channel, the 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 earth or, or material channel, if you if you will, and you, and it's tuned to that body on this material channel. When you die, all that happens is that you say say this is channel three. It's your your mind will just tune to say channel five, and it'll pick up a whole new solid reality, channel five and a whole new solid body on channel five. 
whole new reality, whole new body. That's it. That's dying. That's how simple it is. Well, the astral plane is that new channel. It's that simple. So you can visit the new channels even when you're on channel three? Like you can leave channel three in this body and go to channel five? Yes. When you are asleep, every one of us is an astral traveler. When you sleep, very often you will leave channel three and astral travel. In your, your, your body stays asleep and you leave that body and you travel. So often you don't leave your room. It's sort of like you slip out of your body to have a cigarette and relax because your mind does not need to sleep at all. Your body does. So you relax. And very often you, you will, you'll, without memory of the experience, you'll, you'll astral travel and you'll meet with your, your dead loved ones. You'll meet with your spirit guides. We all have spirit guides and you'll just, you'll just relax. You'll, you'll sometimes you'll travel great distances. Many people travel great distances. And this happens usually in the first part and when you're in very deep sleep. And um, I meet with my spirit guide and I, my spirit guide is a close associate of Jesus is who knew. And he takes me to meet with Jesus on occasion. How do we get to know our spirit guides? Do you, how, how much time do we have? <laughs> it takes a while. <laughs> well, this sounds so fascinating. The, the, the easiest way to meet with your spirit guide is just very quickly. First say spirit guide, um, I would like to get to know you. Tell me your name. And they will always say, you give me a name. So give them a name. Usually it's we're cross-gender. So if you're female, you have a male spirit, primary spirit guide. And if you're male, you have usually a female, but not always. And then say, please step outside of my mind so I can recognize your voice. They will usually go to your dominant side. So I'm left-handed. My spirit guide is usually always behind my left shoulder because that's on my dominant hand. And you they, they'll whisper. They, it's a very soft voice. N- initially, the easiest way to get to recognize their voice is to s- ask them a question at night, say uh, uh, any question, and then, then listen first thing in the morning for an answer. And it can take weeks and weeks before you start to get an answer. So be patient. Hmm. Now... I'm talking to my spirit guide all the time, but you've got to be patient. And what is, what does he do? Is it like a coach? Like what is, what does that look constantly, like? Constantly, constantly. You think it's your own subconscious talking to you. It's really your spirit guide talking to you. And helping keep you out of trouble. Yeah. And, but mainly trying to keep you on course because the, you made a plan before you were born for this lifetime and your spirit guide's job really is is to they they helped you make the plan before you were born and they're helping you hit the marks now and and, and the plan believe it or not the plan <clears throat> included a lot of the things that go wrong you think went wrong but they're really stressors to help you learn and grow spiritually because nothing goes wrong in your eternal life and the things that go wrong in your lifetime are meant for you to grow spiritually 
like like um you know job issues and and people who you know mess up your life they're meant a, a bad marriage all these things the people that you think are are messing up your life are there really to help you grow spiritually i i came to believe that i came to believe that in march of 2020 um and that was like my aha that all the bad stuff i should just have gratitude for bad stuff you know the things that that happened and i believe that and you just gave me kind of like a little download about like three, two, one is a vision and a movement. Like the podcast was just the kickoff to it. And I've been very convinced that this is what I'm supposed to do. And even like parting ways with my job last week, very unexpectedly um, was like, I didn't feel like old, a different version of myself that didn't, really comprehend what you're talking about would have been like stressed and whiny and, and not of a place of love or opportunity. Like, and it feels like an opportunity now and it makes it. So whenever something isn't going the way I would like, it really does feel like there's a, a purpose. I, I, I hope I'm saying what I'm trying to. Oh, exactly. I, that's, that's exactly that. the, when you come to see every negative thing that happens in your life as an opportunity to learn and grow, then you yourself are learning and growing, even from that insight. Yeah, it's evolving. It's always evolving. And and when I'm in it, I can start asking the questions or, okay, is this what's supposed to happen? Or, um, you know, like, how are you going to deal with it, Bobby? You're going to have your pissy pants on. Because sometimes it feels good to just be miserable, too, which is something I'm trying to outgrow, but you know, where you you want to just hide out and, and just be grumpy. Like it's not my go-to anymore, but I will admit that there's still times it's like, yeah, I want to be pissy, but the more I learn about energy and I don't want to contaminate other people with a bad mood either. Love and joy is our natural set point as people. When we start feeling that way, and that's what Jesus teaches. He teaches us to learn to live and love and be joyful in that moment mm. because we can we can grow from that. You see, consciousness is really all that exists. It creates all of this. And we are part of that consciousness. And at the top of that consciousness is the high God, which creates everything. And we are part of that. He came to teach us all of that. And we're all connected. You believe that? All of us. There's no separation at all. Wow. How does it feel? Like, I'm guessing if you said 2 billion people follow Christianity, how does it feel to not be the popular opinion? Like, do you, is it, is it like you're It doesn't matter. It doesn't, I mean, I don't. If each time I reach one person, it feels so joyful. You know, it's like in the army, they used to say, each one teach one. Because each person I teach is so happy. And I think, oh, I've, I've made somebody's life, not just day. 
but whole life. Then they go and they teach one. And that each person I teach teaches a person. And think, and I sort of envision, you know, have you ever seen them put down one domino and then that domino spreads through the whole room? That's how it feels. It feels wonderful. Mm, the ripple. I like that. Did it take, there's, my brain is going all over like a ping pong ball in here because there's so many directions I'm curious about. Did it take a lot of convincing for like when you were doing your research and stuff, was it like glaring obvious to you? Um, Was it your spirit guide that got you motivated to start the website and to do the information? Like, how did you know, I guess? In the beginning, um, all I had to do coming right out of college was to, in college, I had a teacher who taught me, excuse me, I'm getting hoarse, sorry, who told me the story of what happened to Jesus's. She was still angry. She was old enough, really, to have been part of the movement that Constantine destroyed. I really felt that way. And when I first learned about that, I came out of college angry. This was a long time ago. I'm I'm not young. And um, then I I discovered uh, a, a group of of channeled um, teachings that had been channeled around the turn of the 20th century that convinced me that our lives are eternal. They that had been discovered uh, or channeled. In southern England and in the in the eastern United States, from a whole bunch of dead people, that convinced me that our lives really are eternal. There was no question about it. There were there were too many of them. They were too consistent in what they said, and that was when I'm, I'm very skeptical by nature. But it, there were too many of them, and what they said was, it was like, I, I say in my book, The Fun of Dying, there were too many of them, and they were too consistent. It was like reading many, many accounts from a bunch of people who had gone, all gone to Fiji. It convinced me Fiji had to exist. So, okay, life is eternal, and Jesus is not what I had believed in childhood. So that started 50 years of research. Wow. And that's what got me to here. I was self-motivated from then on. And that, and now I know the whole truth. And when you put those two kinds of very different research together, and then I discovered from reading, from repeatedly reading the Bible, and reading the Gospels in particular, there are, four, there are four accounts and only four of what Jesus taught in the Bible. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, those four books. And he knew things that I had independently discovered in my in my research of what the dead are telling us. For example, he talked about living water. Well, the water in the afterlife is alive. Jesus knew about that living water. My God. That was amazing to know that. There are other things like that Jesus knew about what's happening in the afterlife. You don't get that kind of confirmation unless it's all real. And and when I put it all together, Bobby, I can't tell you. Nobody 
gets that kind of confirmation unless they've done both kinds of research. And I'm the only person, how many people, 8 billion people in the world, I'm the only person who's done all that research. So I can tell you it is all true. And I'm going to make sure everybody in the world, if I can possibly do it, knows it all. So I'm a fire with this. How many how many dominoes is that I've got to make fall? I'm to make them all fall. Yeah. As best I can. So you mentioned a book, but I think you have many books, don't you? Yeah, I think there are seven or eight at this point. Do you want to talk a little about them? Because now I'm sure you piqued a lot of curiosity and I want to help you find your dominoes. Okay. Um, the first book I wrote in this series is called The Fun of Dying. Find out what really happens next. And a lot of people have been ir- irate about that because they say dying isn't fun. And they're right. You're right. If you've got cancer, it's a slow process. So try to die a different way than cancer. Um, the best way to die, if you want, you know, is either in your sleep or in an auto accident. Auto accident because you're out of the car before the, the accident happens. You know, you're, you're, the, the, the death happens, you're out of your body when the death happens. The, just, a, just a little tip for people who are going to die, the best two ways, in your sleep or, out, or in an auto accident, just a tip. Um, then the, the, after the fun of dying was the fun of staying in touch, which is about ways to communicate with the dead. There are a lot of ways, a lot, a lot. Um, then the fun of growing forever, which is about... The fact that the only thing that exists is consciousness, and we come to this earth for one purpose, which is to to grow spiritually, raise our consciousness vibration away from fear, which is the lowest vibration, toward love, which is the highest vibration. And we are all part of consciousness. Everybody, that is what we are. Everybody else in the world, I don't care if they're an axe murderer, I don't care who they are. We're all part of that same consciousness. And then then, then comes, let's see, I can't even remember all the titles. Uh, My Thomas is the best thing I've ever written because it was channeled. Actually, they're all channeled. This is, this is the, my latest book, which is um, The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. It's all about really what Jesus taught. It's about time to give him his say, I would think. Um, what are some of the other ones? Um, the fun of the fun of um, I can't even remember what all of them are at this point. But but the point is that well, they're all on my website. My website is um, robertagrimes.com and it lists all my books. But the 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 website that I hope people will go to as well, well the, the teachingsbyjesus.com, but also um my my uh, podcast is um oh, the the what I hope pe- most people will go to is um you mentioned it already, the Jesus one, right? Yes. I mean, I hope most people will go to teachingsbyjesus.com. And, but I hope most people will go to seekreality.com. I, I was, I was trying to think of a more creative way to introduce it, but I, I, I just seekreality.com is really the best place for people to go because seekreality.com talks about 
the afterlife in all of its sort of, I don't even know how to begin to introduce the, the afterlife to people because seekreality.com is really the work of a lifetime. And I don't, I don't even run it. I don't even be, begin to know how to run it. So my partner has kind of taken it over and I'm kind of embarrassed by that. And I kind of don't know how to, how to introduce it properly. The afterlife if you if you were going to do a website about the world, how would you introduce that? I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I I could see that being a struggle. I I can't even begin to talk about it because you know there's the topic of dying. There's the topic. There's the topic of you know, get the process of dying. There's the topic of, you know, what happens when you die, the, you know, getting there. There's the, there's the topic of, of, um, you know, the, the activities you do when you get there, travel, um, the spiritual growth once you're there, uh, the things that can go wrong, um, the things that can go right. Um, he handles it beautifully. Um, my partner's name is Craig Hogan, and I, I, he, he also runs um, his own websites too. But, um, but I just urge people to try SeekReality.com. It, if you really want to totally get over your fear of death, it can take a little while to do it because the fear of death is so ingrained in people, and the reason is simple because. Uh, Science is so determined to teach us that reality is material. In fact, how can I do this? And again, this is what I'm struggling with. How can I help people understand? Let's do this. Reality is composed of atoms, right? Okay. If you had an atom and it was big, very big, but it was an atom. And the, and, and the nucleus of the atom was the White House, that size, and located where it is. Okay. Its closest orbiting electron could be as far away as Denver. Okay. There would be nothing in between. Nothing. And there would be nothing in between. And... The White House and that that electron would be nothing. Also, they would be nothing but but energy. Am I making sense? All of it would be nothing but energy. That is what matter is. It is not real. None of it is solid. Does that make sense? I'm trying. <laughs> And yet, scientists tell you that is solid, and none of it is solid. You could The reason you can't put your hand through your desk is that those solid particles are not even solid, but they conflict, and that's why you cannot put your hand right through your desk right now. Because they conflict? Because the, the energy conflicts. That's it. Hmm. It's all illusion. 
Albert Einstein said, it's all illusion. It's a heck of an illusion, yes, but it's all an illusion. Albert Einstein said that. How does that feel to live in this world and think that? Like as you're walking around looking at I, I know I know it's an illusion, just as Albert Einstein knew it was an illusion. But but the reality is I mean, I know I know it's an illusion. I know that this book, when I hold it up and it feels nice and smooth, I know that's an illusion. And and but I can't I can't convince people of that. Hmm. But when people get it, just as I get it. Wow, you think, oh my, my goodness, it's all an illusion. But I know where I'm going, and I've been there, and I and I've been awake when I was there. So I know it's all an illusion, and I am happy. I have got to tell you, the older I get, the happier I get. I have friends who know it too, and we say, wow, one day closer. But I've got a lot of teaching to do before I actually get there. And I'm happy to do the teaching. I I want as many people as possible to not be afraid. Do you? There's nothing to be afraid of, Bobby. There's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah, I hear about that all the time, the, the fear of death. And I've never had it. Like, I don't know what people are afraid of. Oh, people are so afraid. Even the people that I that I know I've taught and taught and they shouldn't be afraid. They're so afraid. My dear friend, they are so afraid. Because this illusion is has such power over them and because because Christianity teaches such fear. It all comes from Constantine. He was trying to, to teach he created a religion that that was that taught fear and the, the fear is such has such hold on people. Are they afraid? Excuse me, that I'm trying to give up coffee. It's not working. Um, <laughs> I'm craving it right now. I, I, um, I did it. I was successful, but I know it's hard. Yeah, this is only day two, and I'm feeling it. But um, are they fearing like the the premise of hell, or are they? A lot of people fear hell, but I think we've pretty much gotten people off that now. Okay, but still, they fear they fear extinction. They fear they fear fear. Okay. I'm I'm trying. It's hard sometimes when you don't have that lens to really appreciate it. So I'm trying to let that sink in. What's the worst that can happen kind of thing? Like to play that out in my head. People fear extinction. They, they, they fear extinction for those they love. I mean, to, to, you know, you love your mother, you love your loved ones. You love your child to think that that person could be no more. I mean, people are so beautifully complex. People are so glorious to think that personality could suddenly be no more. But yet so many flipping people take it for granted and don't walk in love and they treat each other not as glorious as you just described. Sorry, that was. That was not worthy of you, my dear. It's just sad. It's it's not a it's not a judgment thing. It's it's a compassion thing that that I know. I know it it is hard, but it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness and I just I feel we're lighting many candles now. Yeah. Every day more of them. I, I agree. 
and 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 I've been asking myself the question: Is it just who I'm attracting into my ecosystem, or as as am I just hearing more about the movement because the movement's getting bigger, and I'm starting to hear the same information through different lenses, which it, it kind of relates to what you said. All the dead were saying the same thing. Um, it's I'm hearing the message from a lot of different ways, and and I'm very lucky to to get it that way and to have like the podcast as a way to learn from people who have a lot more wisdom than I do on such things. Yeah. I mean, it is, I've been podcasting for 10 years, so I've been able to watch, to watch it grow and have more and more people um, that, that I can, I can see getting it and spreading it. And it's, it is beautiful. It's truly, truly beautiful. You were ahead of the podcasting curve. You were podcasting before it was super cool. Oh, someone said to me, I, I always, whenever people would reach out to me, I always assumed that it was a message. And, uh, and, and my Thomas, my, my, my guide always, he, he always has been right there for me immediately. He would, he gave me a title for it. He would, he called it, um, seek reality. I thought it would have, I would give it a title that was based in the afterlife somehow, but he immediately said seek reality. I said, huh? Okay. We're going to call it seek reality. And that was great because it, it was a title that said we could talk about anything and we have talked about just about anything. But yeah, we're coming up in really 10 years in June. Well, congratulations. Every week. Yeah, that is amazing. Good for you. And are you getting, like, do you get to, obviously you get to talk about this kind of stuff. Are you seeing people's curiosity grow more or the transition starting to happen with, with your listeners? Yeah, they're, but they, they, they're, we have certain guests that they want to hear from more and more. I mean, I hear from, they're they're not shy about wanting certain people more and more. Yeah, I I I think that it's become a family quite quite a lot. But I, I but I was amazed. I because um, when I was sort of getting together, I had a reason not long ago to want to know how many listeners we have because I, I was sort of superstitious. I didn't ever want to know, so I reached out to my to my the people who carry my podcast and said, how many listeners do we have? And they said, um, uh, oh, well, downloads. Well, uh, you have an average of a million downloads each. Each. I said, what? <laughs> I couldn't get over it. M? Was there an M in front of that? Yeah, congratulations. That's amazing. I thought it was too. But um, I don't, I, I never keep track. I, I I hear from a lot of listeners, but but I don't hear from that many. Um, but I, I think it's, and, and they, there's, there's a push for, for me to go video, but I, I've always thought I had a good face for radio, you know? So, so, uh, I think we'll keep it at that. I think you would do lovely on video <laughs> and you're right. It's, it's because everybody's talking YouTube's, you know, where everybody gets their information, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's why I, I've added it. I, I didn't go back and redo episodes that I didn't do it or whatever. And it's, I figure my message is a big deal. I have to get used to having my face out there. So it was good practice. That's how I'm trying to embrace it. But I'm not crazy about the fact of feeling like I have to. 
I don't think we'll ever go YouTube. I really don't. Well, I mean, I'm on a lot of YouTubes. I've I've made YouTubes in the past, and so I figure it's it's out there. Yeah. But um, but I do think I have a very good face for radio. Excellent face for radio. I also think that it's a great joke. I love to say it. So yeah, it's cute. It's it's quite witty. You got to be paying attention. You really do have to try to be witty whenever you can. But but the thing is too. Um, I, I I think that people have a lot. People are busy, and it's good if you don't make them sit and feel they need to watch. Um, people will tell me when I was driving, I listened to this, or when I was exercising, or, or I always listen to you when I exercise, or something like that. Yeah. And, and and to me, it's respectful of people's time if you don't. If you if if they always figure they can fit you into your into their lives better, to me that's that's respectful of people. As a consumer of content, I agree. Like I I love I love my car time. Of course, I spend a lot of time in my car intentionally, so I can consume. <laughs> um, but it it is helpful it, or inspires me to walk. If there's something I want to listen to, okay, well, instead of sitting still and listening, why don't I move my tush and, and go exercise to do it? Yeah, right, right. Exactly right. Very complimentary. I have no uh, idea what I'm saying. It's trying to get in touch with me. Sorry about that. Um, but but um, but no, it, it just in a nutshell, um, I, I would just suggest to your listeners, it's time to understand that the two most important areas of information in our lives, religion and science are lying to us now. And they have been lying to us all along and they are trying to keep their hold on our minds. So if we just understand that and look beyond them, the truth lies beyond them. That's just a fact. Science is trying desperately to keep us believing in materialism it's just not true and the breakthrough is happening now and as for religion well i think most people understand people people are emailing me every day and saying they get it about religion they want a whole lot less of religion they've stopped going to church it's just not believable anymore but they want a whole lot more of jesus so we're giving them a whole lot more of jesus jesus is reaching out to every individual mind he has the power to do that now and uh and and he is, you know, we're we're trying to give them the truth as best we can, and uh, he is leading this charge. Well, I'm not certain leading it. I'm just <laughs> I'm just doing whatever he asks me to do, and that's all. Well, I appreciate you coming on and and sharing this with me, and I'm sure opening a lot of minds because, like you said, how do you how do you start the conversation? And I think that you do a wonderful job of expressing it. Um, I don't feel and I don't feel guarded around you, which is probably why you're like one of the select folks who gets to carry the message because you just have this great passion and energy for it. And I feel safe like with you. So I appreciate that. And I just want you to know that. Well, Bobby, darling, I think that's the nicest thing anyone has ever said about me. Thank you so well, much. Well, you're welcome. I mean it. This is you know, I guess that's some of my fear, right? Bubbling up is like, because these are, can be tough conversations because it's breaking the molds, right? So to feel safe is a big deal. Like, I don't. Huge, 
Huge. Yeah. So you're doing great at that. Um, I know you just did a wonderful um, kind of tying it all together, but is there anything else that you might want to put out there? You want folks to go to Seek Reality, the podcast and the website. Yes. Yes. But also come to robertagrimes.com. And, you know, just there's a place there where you can shoot me an email. I answer every single email. It can take me a few days because I get a lot of them. But um, you can feel safe with me there, too. Ask me any question. I always answer them. And uh, I'm there for you. I really am. Sounds wonderful. I'm so glad we got to meet and spend some time together, Roberta. Me too, dear. And uh, you never know, you might hear back from me to get into some business stuff on the other show when I get a little more caught up in life. Um, you just have a wonderful brain. And and I just love that you're here to uh, take advantage of it, quite honestly. Well, I'm happy to help in any way I can, my love, anytime. Sounds good. Well, thank you for being here. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. You too, dear. You live your 